0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Raw and Honest, the podcast for men that cuts the bullshit and helps you do the necessary work to fundamentally change your life. We'll dive deep into topics like masculinity, life setup, inner work, relationships, spirituality and everything else that goes deep. I'm Moreno and I'll give you raw and honest words straight from the heart. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Raw and Honest. And today we'll look at how to talk about sensitive topics with your partner without them blowing up, escalating or leading to arguments. No matter how well your relationship is going or how well your friendships are going, there will always be some topics that are easy to blow up. Classic examples I know both from my own experience and from working with clients are a lack of sex or intimacy where one person wants more sex more physical intimacy than the other and this can often become a heated topic because there's a lot of back and forth and often there seems to be no real solution other things um, that are likely to escalate are talks about finances so if you experience financial stress because you hit a rough patch in business or um, you have struggle at work or just lost your job and you talk about that with your partner that can trigger a lot of insecurities and patterns within yourself. And it can be really frustrating to talk about these things because no matter how much you talk about them and how often you talk about them and what kind of different approaches you try, either there seems to be no long-term change or you get so frustrated that every time the topic comes up, it automatically escalates because both of you are, are so frustrated and annoyed from talking about it again and again and again. And that means there's simply no room and no possibility for an actual open and vulnerable exchange that would help you both understand each other better and solve the problem together. And this is exactly what happened to me in my past relationships where we had certain topics that had just come up so often and we had clashed so often on these topics that the slightest mention, the slightest trigger would be enough to put both of us on guard and be very reserved and close off and get distance and not being able to dive into that topic and talk about it with the goal of solving the underlying problem. The good thing is that it doesn't have to be this way. You can actually create an environment, create a conversation where you both open up and where you find common ground and help each other solve their struggles and solve their triggers and actually work on it together and grow closer together a result but before we go into that it's crucial that you understand why some topics are just so damn hard to talk about and why they always blow up um, or make your partner close up or yourself close up every time you touch on them there are many reasons for that the first one is that some topics simply trigger our insecurities our childhood trauma our old wounds everything that is connected to pain and hurt and fear and rejection and disappointment and we don't want to go into these things the ego will bring up the defenses immediately when this topic comes up so it makes you close up or it makes you blame your partner just so you don't have to go into these uncomfortable truths uncomfortable insights about yourself this is because quite often, and that's the second reason why it's so hard to talk about this, these topics are connected to very deep rooted fears inside ourselves. So for example, if if you want to talk about your sex life, there's an immense potential for rejection. There. And you don't want to be rejected in that area because that rejection will attack your self-worth. So you're very afraid of the rejection You're also afraid of of an escalation, afraid of deeper issues coming up, afraid of being disappointed, of getting hurt. And whenever fears are at play, the ego is in power. It's the one in charge and it takes over. And that is why it's so hard to go into these topics because whenever you talk about them and Don't do it in the right way. There's a lot of underlying fear that fuels these conversations instead of fueling them with love and connection. And then, of course, as I said before, sometimes you've talked about these topics so many times already that kind of everything has been said, but you still haven't found common ground, and you're just annoyed because you know your partner is going to say the same fucking thing again, and they're annoyed because they know you're going to say the same fucking thing again. And it's kind of this like sore spot or open wound that both of you don't want to dive into. And the last one, this is really interesting, I've noticed this a lot when I've worked with clients, is that certain societal norms can make it very hard to talk about things and uh, discourage you from creating an open dialogue. So for example, what society tells you about what it means to be a man or the masculine role or uh, a woman and the feminine role, this can have a big impact on how you discuss these topics. Because if your partner's view clashes with the view society has instilled in you for decades, or you don't live up to your own expectations of what it means to fulfill this role, then there's a lot of inner conflict, a lot of inner discrepancy. Um, That makes it very hard to go into these topics and approach them with an open mind. And because it's so hard to talk about these topics, what we tend to do is to avoid them all together. It's like when you're putting your hand on a hot stove and you know, just damn, it's hot. I just burnt myself, fuck, I'm not gonna do that again. And then after a while, you know, you kind of have to put your hand there again because someone asks you to do it or tells you to do it, a certain topic comes up again, you put it down, oh, it's hot again. And then another time your partner comes and puts your hand on the stove again and now you're like, damn, why, why the fuck do you put my hand there? You know, it's hot, I'm just burning myself again. Because again, the conversation escalates, it leads to an argument or it makes you shut down. The problem is when we avoid these topics, which is a perfectly normal human tendency to do because we try to avoid pain, we try to avoid suffering. But when we do that, it leads to emotional distancing. We're not connecting with our partners, we are withdrawing. This also leads to a lot of misunderstandings because instead of openly sharing what's going on inside of us, and telling our partner and making them aware of that, we are withdrawing. And the only thing the partner can do is fill in the blanks with their own thoughts, which are often driven by ego and by their own fears and insecurities. So they're not going to lead to a connection, but more to a disconnection. To give you a personal example, in my last relationship, we often fought because I just started my business and was working a ton and my girlfriend at the time wanted to spend more time with me. And I often told her, no, look, I don't have the time. Okay, we, we can hang out like, for a few hours, but then I need to get back to work. And she interpreted it as me not loving her, not wanting to spend time with her, all these things, when in reality, the underlying reason was my own insecurity. I had to believe that if I didn't work 24-7, my business would crash and i also had to believe that to be worthy of love i had to work all the time i had to perform i had to be perfect so these were my own insecurities and patterns that i wasn't really aware of at the time but had i communicated them clearly back then it would have made it much easier for her to give me the space i needed and to support me on the journey and instead it just caused us to drift apart Another really big reason why it's so important to not avoid these topics but talk about them is that every time you avoid them, you create resentment in yourself. So, for example, if you'd like to be intimate with your partner but you notice, oh, they're shutting down again and, and they don't want to have physical connection, they don't want to have sex, and you say, hey, yeah, well, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll put my needs aside. I I won't press it any further. I won't talk about it because they'll only get upset. That creates resentment in yourself because you have a need that doesn't get addressed and that you suppress in order to not cause a ruckus, in order to not cause a fight. This need doesn't just go away. Instead, it translates into anger because subconsciously you blame your partner for your need not getting met, although you avoid the conversation and then the next time you have a small argument or you talk about something that's completely unrelated this comes up again and you feel a lot of anger or disappointment or other emotions that can negatively influence your communication and can cause very small things to escalate into bigger stuff and fuel it without you even knowing why however there's not only negative consequences from avoiding these conversations because if there were were only negative consequences we would not do it we humans behave the way we do because there is a positive payoff at least an immediate one there's this uh, phenomenon which is called future discounting that describes that rewards that happen right now we tend to value them more than rewards that happen in the future so positive payoff right now is worth more than a negative consequence in the future which means we often avoid the painful stuff that would make us feel negative right now because the avoidance makes us feel positive right now although in the future we fuck things up so one positive payoff is of course if you have the tendency to avoid confrontation and conflict if you're a little bit of a people pleaser a little bit of a nice guy you to live that pattern and you get to avoid the conflict that this conversation would inevitably cause and it makes you feel good right now even though over the long run you build built that resentment i've been talking about then another positive payoff is of course you not having to face your own insecurities because in any conversation that goes deep you will inevitably be confronted with your triggers with your own insecurities, with your own patterns, with the dark parts of yourself that you don't want to face. And that is not always a comfortable confrontation. So you tend to avoid that or we tend to avoid that. And then last but not least, of course, it it lets you fuel the number one thing that causes relationships to uh, make you miserable in the long run. And that is saying, oh, it might get better in the future. Because this sentence alone, I've I've heard people say it so many times. I've heard clients say it so many times. And it just keeps you in a perpetual spiral of things improving a little bit, then going to shit again because someone gets triggered. You have you have to document, you have to fight, something changes. And then step by step it improves again. But you're still in that, caught in that same spiral and it gets bad again because you haven't solved the underlying issue so now you know why it's so crucial that you talk about certain things that you talk them out that you have that open conversation with your partner and the question is of course now how do you do that and as anything in a relationship with another human being it always starts with yourself so whenever I want to talk about a sensitive topic whether it be with a partner or a friend or a family member I always ask myself the same three questions to get a better understanding of where I'm actually coming from and what's going on within myself. The first one is, what have I observed? This is to make sure I stick to the facts and objective observation without an interpretation. To give you an example, if you schedule the date with your partner for seven o'clock and they don't turn up until 7.30 or they cancel on short notice or they put something in your calendar or plan something for both of you without talking about it with you first then this is the observation it's not you don't care about my schedule you don't value my time this is an interpretation so really just stick to the facts here be clear in what you have observed not what you interpret into it the second question is what do i feel what's the emotion i experience when My partner is late to a date. What's the emotion I experience when I get rejected, when I want to have sex or physical intimacy with my partner or when I want to talk about something with them and they turn me down? Just so you get a better idea of the emotions it causes in you and that will help you understand yourself better. And then last question is, what do I want right now with this situation? What would be the ideal outcome so this could look like i'd like to have a fulfilling sex life with you again i'd like to be able to talk to you openly about anything that bothers me i'd like to be able to make plans with you and rely on that so really ask yourself these three questions because they will become important in the actual conversation later as well the second thing that's important in the self-reflection is to understand your own triggers you need to know what triggers you what wounds are getting torn open what gets activated what rails you up what the actual issue in yourself is so for example if your partner nags you about how much you work then it might not be about the work time but about your insecurities around money or that you think that you as the man you have to be able to provide a lot more than you're currently capable of financially and that's why you're working so hard and then when your partner says oh you're working too much I want to have more time with you then you actually get triggered because it triggers your insecurities and understanding these triggers will help you remain calmer in the conversation and also communicate what this is actually about and not the surface level issue. Now after the self-reflection comes the second super important part in preparing for such a conversation and that is creating a safe space. Because if you want to have a deep and open and vulnerable and loving conversation where you both can come together, you both need to feel safe and you need to feel somewhat relaxed at least. And this is why I recommend people to not talk about issues that are hot currently that have recently been brought up that have recently been an issue because the temperature is too high it's like you you had an explosion and there's still all this glowing debris there are still some fires there's still some embers lying around and as soon as you touch them you get burnt. and as soon as you put more fuel into that it starts lighting up again so really Give yourself the time to cool down after the last argument to get your thoughts in order. Give your partner that same opportunity and then choose a relaxed time, a relaxed setting. Maybe on the weekend someone or after a date night when you're both relaxed and in tune with each other. Make some tea, sit down together and really without any stress, without any anger, go into that. And here's a little pro tip that will help you for any conversation you go into, and that is to frame the conversation in the right way before it happens. Because when you start talking about sensitive topics, it often sets off like a lot of stuff in the other's mind and they start interpreting things this way and that way. And it's very easy to perceive something as a personal attack when it's really not. So, what I always say for pre-framing such a conversation is, I say, I'd like to have this conversation with you because you and our relationship are important to me. And because we seem to have something we need to talk about. And that sets the stage, you know, and it lets the other know, okay, you're actually doing that because you want to be with them and closer to them rather than attacking them and drifting further. Now when you're in the conversation, there are a lot of things you can do to help your partner and help yourself understand each other better, to create a connection, to make the other see your perspective and do the same for them. The first one is a technique I really fell in love with and I always use it for the kind of difficult conversations I have with people and that is something called I-statements. So what you do is you basically share the answers to these three questions I shared with you before what do I observe, how does this make me feel, and what do I wish for? And you simply express and share that without any expectations, without any blame, without any anger, without directing it at the other person, but you simply share your inner world with them. So this could look like saying, I've observed, I often try to initiate physical intimacy or sex with you, but often you tell me that you're not in the mood or reject me in another way. This makes me feel rejected and like I'm not being attractive and desired by you. And what I wish for is that we could talk about this openly right now and eventually come to a point where both our needs for physical intimacy are being met And I understand how this looks from your perspective and you understand mine. And we can come to a place where we both feel valued and cherished and attractive to each other again. When you've shared that, the important part of listening to the other starts. And there's a lot of stuff on the internet about active listening and asking back questions and being present and yada, yada, yada. Yes, absolutely this is all important and there so much has been said about that but from my experience what's really really the most important thing is to ask the other for their perspective because what I've learned is that there are always two perspectives and one truth which is usually found in the middle so the same situation can look completely different be interpreted completely different by two different individuals and it's very important that you understand that just because you view something one way doesn't mean the other person sees it the same way and this isn't, isn't about being right or wrong. It's just two different perspectives. So when they share something with you, listen and really understand that this is their truth. This is their reality. And when they've shared that, when they've shared their emotions, how they feel, how they view things, validate that. It doesn't mean that you surrender to their view or you say they are right or you invalidate your own point of view. It just means saying, okay, I can understand that you view things that way. I understand it makes you feel that way and that is totally okay that you feel that way. I appreciate you sharing that with me. This will help both of you feel seen and appreciated and validated by the other which is the ground, the basis for any further conversation and connection. Now the next thing you really want to pay attention to during this conversation is to stay calm and grounded even when something triggers you, even when your partner starts to raise their voice, starts to interrupt you, whatever it is, you really need to stay calm and grounded because as soon as you feed into that energy, of them getting angry of them interrupting you um, of them you know blaming you as soon as you do that you feed that ego energy and i know it's tempting i know you want to retaliate i know you want to get back uh, when someone throws something at you and blames you for something you want to defend yourself everything no just stay calm and grounded take a few deep breaths give yourself time to answer Don't say the first thing that comes to your mind. Really think about stuff. And if you notice, okay, I'm really getting triggered right now and the other person is getting triggered as well, just take a time out. Just tell them, hey, I notice I'm getting triggered and I want to meet you with respect and appreciation and I don't want to say anything I regret later. So I'd really like to take a few minutes just to take a few deep breaths and calm down and then we can get back together and talk about it again and this is how you how you stop something from escalating and the great way to do that is to have a code word with your partner I used to have something called the banana rule where when my ex-partner and I we noticed each other getting triggered we said okay banana and when when you said a word we just went into separate rooms or just sat in silence next to each other and I grabbed a banana and we had a banana And the act of like eating and breathing and getting some sugar in your bloodstream again, it really calms you down. The last tip I can give you for these conversations is to really stay with the issue. Don't get personal. Don't bring up stuff from the past. Don't bring up someone's mother-in-law. Don't bring up whatever your mind wants to bring into this. Take it one thing at a time because else it just gets too complex. I know some topics very hard to, to isolate by themselves but you really want to stick to one issue at a time and that will make it a lot easier to deal with that also staying with the issue means you take the frame of we have the same problem it's us versus the problem instead of you versus me because that is what a relationship is if one has a problem, it's very likely that it impacts the relationship and creates a problem for the other one too. So, especially with things that come up between you, where you trigger each other, that is both your problem. You two have the same problem. You want to solve that. You want connection instead of disconnection. You want intimacy instead of shutting down. You want love instead of fear. You want support instead of attacks and so on and so forth. So really adopt this frame of us versus the problem instead of you versus me. So if you stick to these tips, your conversations will go a lot better, I promise you that. What I always do at the end of such a conversation is to ask a few questions just to close any open loops. And the first one is, is there anything you want to add or talk about? And this is because Sometimes you know we, we have things we kind of take a mental note of, but the other one is talking right now. Or we have things that we know don't have a place in it right now, but we still want to say that. And instead of you know carrying that around with us, we really give each other the opportunity to bring that out into the open and to create that connection with it. Another question is, what do we take away from this talk? What actionable things can we do in the future so we don't have have this exact same talk again <coughs> because understanding a problem understanding each other is one thing but the only thing that really causes change is acting differently than we did before so you really have to see okay how can we deal with things differently how can we adjust our communication how can we avoid triggering the other how can we maybe change some things in our routines that allow for more time together, that allow for more intimacy, that allow for other things. And that is what will cause long-term improvement. Also last but not least, what you can do a few days after the talk, depending on how it went, is to do a little check-in first with yourself. How do you feel after this conversation? How do you feel after you've processed it? Do you feel better? Do you feel worse? Do you feel like things have changed? Do you feel like there's more connection? And then maybe share that with your partner as well. And that will help you learn how to talk to each other in a better way as well. That's it guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode was valuable for you. And as always, If you have any questions any feedback any suggestions you can connect with me on Twitter or LinkedIn I also post really valuable content there almost daily so you can connect with me there and shoot me a message and if you want the best tips I have for relationships in your email inbox you can also sign up for my newsletter which comes out every two weeks it's under five minutes to read and is really full of value. It's been going out for four years now almost. And I got a lot of good feedback for it. So do yourself a favor and sign up. I'll put the links to all of it in the description. Thank you guys. I'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.